This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 137 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Omega Fields, the world's best omega-3 supplements for horses. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network, and today we have a kind of a fun little departure. We catch up with some fun horse people at the Western States Expo near Sacramento, California. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and I have my producer, Jen, with me today. Hi, Jen. Greetings. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That was kind of fun that we caught them by phone over at the Western States Expo recently, and you and I recorded this, and we had a surprise guest that yeah, we didn't yeah. even know would that was be cool. there. That was so cool. It was pretty cool. It was, uh, well... I think I'll save it as a little bit of a secret. Maybe we'll just see if people recognize his voice. Or maybe I said his name. I can't remember. I think you probably said his name. Oh, okay. It's Chris Cox. Some people call him Chris Fox because he's really cute. Right? Well, he, yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's kind of got that handsome Aussie thing going. Yeah, yeah he's kinda cute. Sorta. He's cute. He's a really nice guy, too. And uh, the fun part was that he tells a little bit of story on my dad. And on that, I'm not going to give away. No. And that was, that was some, some fun hidden history. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because dad was in Australia at the time, and he still is. He comes back tomorrow. So I haven't been able to relay that story to him about meeting up with Chris uh, by phone at the Western States. But I'm going to ask him about that thing he talks about in this upcoming episode. So yeah. you can wait for people to hear that part. And I'd be shocked that I'd never heard about this before. Just would blow me away. Anyway, that was kind of fun. And then we had, meanwhile, it was like, meanwhile, back at the ranch, we had a certified instructor who's over here visiting from South Africa. And Simon and his wife, Yvette, made the long trek to spend May with us. And what they're doing is absolutely amazing. And in between, he's playing with some horses. So we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, we have, this, this is a worldwide show. Oh, gosh. Between Constantly. Denise and Chris and Simon. Uh, yeah, all over the all over the universe. So this is a lot of fun. And we're going to get right to our first guest right after this from Omega Fields. Hi, Joe Camp here to share about Omega Fields. Omega Fields exists to help you keep your first promise to the horses you love, to care for them well. Nutrition is the foundation of a healthy life and supports all the activity that brings you and your horse so much joy. Omega-3s from flax are the cornerstone of that foundation. So, coupled with the finest ingredients and their proprietary pure glean flax stabilization process, they created Omega Horseshine, Omega Horseshine Complete, Omega Nibblers, Low Sugar and Starch, Omega Antioxidant, and Proventum Probiotic Soft Treats. Thousands of horses are experiencing a vibrant life with the help of Omega Fields products, including all of ours, a part of helping you keep your promise to your friends. Nutrition for a healthy life isn't just their slogan. It's their purpose. We catch up with Denise Heinlein of the Monty Roberts International Learning Center and clinician Chris Cox at the Western States Expo near Sacramento, California. Denise has loved horses since she was five years old, and she's traveled the world training horses and has settled into California as a specialist in teaching students to gentle horses and to help horses overcome phobias and remedial issues. 
On the Chris Cox Horsemanship Television Show on RFD-TV, Chris has touched the lives of many a horse enthusiast and shown them that there is a straightforward, practical way to gain better relationships with your horses. Hey, Chris Cox, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Are you revved up for Western States? Oh, yeah. Always. (laughs) This is why horses love you. You're oh good. I'm glad. Your adrenaline is down and you're ready to go to work with some horses. What you got going? We've got a uh, groundwork in preparation for riding demonstration this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And got two demonstrations tomorrow. One is called Is it me or is it my horse? Uh-huh. And the next one is connecting the rein to the feet and then, uh, building the confidence of the rider is one of them. So yeah. Those sound pretty good, Chris. What time are you up today and tomorrow? I'm up at 3 today, and right. then tomorrow I'd have to look. <laughs> okay, no worries. We'll, we'll, we'll look in the... 10 and, 10, and three, 10 and 4 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, morning and afternoon anyway. Yeah, good. So you've been traveling a lot. You're getting a lot of horses started for people, and how's how's life going that way? You on the road a lot? No, I, they've been at home. they been very fortunate that they've been coming to me at home so we've had a lot of series of clinics we do week-long clinics at the ranch so we have a facility where they can come there and stay and and bring the horse and if they need to rent a horse we have one there available as well so we've been doing several weeks of those and then we've got a ranch in Wyoming we we move there in about two weeks to go up to the mountains for the summer that sounds wonderful what mountains do you climb in We've got a ranch called the Triangle Seats, about an hour from um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Nice life, Chris. I'm glad you're good with horses. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm glad you're still venturing out and sharing all you know with people, too. So thanks for being there. You bet. Appreciate that. Yeah, good. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk. Money's in Australia. Money's in Australia. You know that guy? He'll be 84 this month, and he will be starting thoroughbred babies as we speak down for the Kennedy racing team in Australia. It's just outside of Melbourne and he's very excited. He's was chomping at the bit as they say to start these babies. So now he doesn't ride them, right, Chris, (laughs) we don't put him up there, but, but he's got, he's got some really talented people and he's having some fun. So when are you going to come visit us in solving again? Yeah, I will. I just need to make sure everybody's home and things like that. But yeah, I just, I was meant, Spent a few days with Jack Roddy, and he was talking about seeing Monty oh, here the yeah. other day at the Oakdale rodeo, right. and, and so yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Very my dad nice. just turned eighty-five as well. So, oh, is that right, Chris? Yeah, and is he as active as my crazy father? He is. He runs about five hundred head of cows, and wow. And uh, actually, he went to school for a little bit at the same time your dad and Jack Roddy and Jack Sparrick and Greg Ward and. Oh my gosh. Um, all those guys went to Cal Poly. In the 50s, later 50s. Yeah. And your dad was going to Cal Poly then at the time too? He did. He had to leave early because his grandmother uh, passed away and got sick. So we looked after her a little bit. But yeah. That's a wild bunch. What a, what an interesting group of guys going through at that time. Look what they've done in their lives. Major accomplishments in the equine and rodeo world. Yes. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Well, we would love to get those two introduced sometime. We we could play matchmaker and and just listen to stories all night. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, 
<laughs> oh yeah, I, I, that's some of my favorites when I listen to them talk. Jack went over to uh, my dad's 80th birthday party a few years ago and to Australia, and we had a great time. So, how fun! How oh, fun! Well, and so where does your dad live? In Northern He's, Australia. He is in Northern Australia. <laughs> um, near Innisfail area, mm-hmm. the Tableland, uh, Miller Miller. Yeah. So Amazing. Let's let's try to do that. I think that would be a bucket list thing. That'd be really cool. Dad would love it. He he loves getting outside those cities, you know, not just an equestrian oh. center. So, yeah. Well, since he is in Australia, you should go by and visit, knock on the door, say hi to an old friend. Exactly. Do no, they don't know each other. Well, they might have met though, right, Chris? Yeah, they met as kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. College. It's hard to remember everybody you went to school with. Right, right. But that was a pretty tight team. Was he on the rodeo team? He was. He rode saddle broncs and steer wrestled. Well, and that's what dad did, steer wrestled and team rope. So I'm I'm new. Yeah, I bet he doesn't remember that or we haven't pointed out. Maybe you told him, but I don't remember the conversations. Yeah, Jack knows him real well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a fun group. I don't know if you remember Jack Spurrick. Jack Spurrick was his roommate. Yeah, um, there and Monty's roommate. What? No, no, my uh, dad's. no, his dad's roommate. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. I mean, what a team! I've I've interviewed Jack and Dad telling stories, and I'm telling you, it's the most entertaining storytelling. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have to add it a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> the, the years, the yeah. different years. That and how was his name again? Well, we've stolen you away, Chris, from from everybody else, and I know people want to meet you, so we'll let you stroll down the aisles and check out all the the good booths there, and I'll put Denise back on if that's okay. Okay, you bet. Take care, guys. Thank Thanks, Chris. So well, that was a surprise. That was that planned, was fun. But that's how it is on the horse expo, right? There it are people is. Walking by all the time. Yeah, tell us what you're doing there, Denise Heinlein, at the Western States Expo. Where you're near Sacramento. I'm in Sacramento, yeah. We drove up yesterday or the day, no, yesterday exactly through the long state of California up to uh, Sacramento and it's lovely here. I mean, uh, it's a very nice um, equestrian center and it's the first one ever here I see in America, like a horse expo. So it's all very exciting. Yeah, I think it's Murrieta. Is that right? Exactly. Yes, that's right. Yep. New spot, so I hope people will find it there. This isn't live, so we're recorded, but I know there's a lot of people that have told me they're going, so you'll get to shake a lot of hands, I think. And and I love how you're wedged between two really great booths, too. That sounds like a lot of fun. So you've got, what are the names of them? We have, we have All About Equine Rescue Center on our left-hand side, and then we have one booth further. We have the right uh, TV, the nation's only equestrian live style television network so we have right. quite a nice and then we have on the end of the island um, uh, Chris Cox who just said hi and then we have Pat Pirelli and we have um, another girl from the Santinas Valley here with her strip hair and yeah no it's like a lot of people I haven't been the chance to go around fully but I'm very keen on um, watching everybody very fun and you're coming off Equitana uh, that you ran in March for the Monty Roberts group of instructors there. And dad came out and did demonstrations. Equitana is the largest, I believe, in the world. Is that right? 
Yes, I would say so. I mean, compared to that, what we have here, uh, <laughs> I would say it's, uh, it's here the uh, horse expo on uh, steroids. <laughs> so it's yeah. a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, so you can just have a party there. You're going to have some fun. And you've got Joanne Kutchel, one of our board members of Join Up International there, which is fun. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we have Joanne and me here. We are ready to answer all the questions and uh, be part of a horse expo here in America, in the western part of America. And we represent Join Up International and all our school programs, like all the classes you can take at the Monty Roberts International Learning Center, and yeah, here to inform everybody what we'll do about the horse sense and healing and everything. So um, I'm very glad and looking forward to some questions from all over. And I hope that we're going to have a lot of people who are starting uh, um, our or like spreading our campaign, starting, not breaking, which mm-hmm. we are all set up for. And therefore, I am, yeah, I'm all excited, ready for being here for four days. It's Thursday. It's just kicking off. So really fun. Yeah, I love the hashtag starting not breaking campaign that you've got going. I hope a lot of people, they get to enter a contest or something if they take their photo with that. I, I understand. Is that exactly. right? Exactly. We have, we have a, a few goodies for everybody who's coming and taking a picture with the starting not breaking and sharing our campaign. And they can uh, take something nice uh, back home. Yeah, so I understand that you're uh, promoting some classes there, and you've got some show specials on classes. What What are some of the classes that people are looking forward to this summer? Well, we always have the very special class with Monty, which is five days, and it's called Monty Special Training. And there we have um, all different kinds of horses, untouched horses, horses with issues, some problem behavior, and, and people can come any level and have a look at how Monty's concepts work with these horses and how the instructors at Monty work with them. And then we have the Gentling Wild Horse course. It's a two-week class open for everybody who is interested to see how horses learn. Like we get untouched horses in, uh, we uh, train them in those two weeks for the first halter, the first touch, the first picking up feet. So it's like an incredible um, experience for everybody who loves horses and wants to see how they actually learn from scratch without being uh, handled before. So this is one of my favorite classes because you see when you do it right for the horses, how fast they learn and how incredible intelligent they are and how willing they to uh, to be with us as humans and to uh, to create a partnership with them. So it's, it's lovely. So I would personally recommend those two uh, the most, I guess, even if I'm not there in the summertime anymore in California, but these two courses are my favorite. And then, of course, we have all of the other ones, hand, hands-on courses like long lining, learning about body language, communication, uh, the learning about how horses actually learn. So, and yeah, all different varieties for everything there. Yeah, you do. I know you, I know you teach at all levels. Now, if, if I'm just a real neophyte with horses, I'm brand new to horses. Gently wild horses isn't for me, is it? Well, it is because you can still be part of it. It's definitely be a make sure like safety first. But since we are in control of those situations, everything what we do, we try to involve the people, for example, for the first touch. So they are always with us in the tending suit. Of course, we don't allow them to bring them out maybe for the first time if they have no experience with horses. But still, we try to involve everybody as much as we can to stay safe for the people and for the horses, too. 
So to okay. have it like a great learning experience for everybody. Okay, I know I know you're a stickler for helmets and everything else too, but so so some people can more audit then, and and some people can can be full on trainers and and learn the techniques. Is that right? And that's right, exactly. Okay. All right. Good. So, hey, but I, in I, general, I mean, it's uh, great. I love it. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Well, you created a, the manual for it. So, I mean, I, I imagine it came out of your dreams and it was part of the reason that we bring you back all the time too. And also you're teaching the advanced courses. So we were lucky to have you at Western States. You're at the highest level of instructors and, you know, just one of the best in the world. So we're really lucky to have <laughs> well, you there. Thank you. Yeah. So people should well, get those questions answered. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hope I hope um, uh, that everybody, if I understand it right, you know, since I've been back in Germany a little bit, and maybe my English got a bit uh, no. rusty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, 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 I most of the time that that's even uh, the best, uh, you know, to repeat myself and then try to explain it just a little bit better. So everybody out there uh, who uh, is not understanding what I'm trying to say, uh, just give us a call and get in contact with Turn Up International, and, and I make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's true. I wanted you to tell us a little bit about Fancy and Mona Lisa, though, because that's a cool story that just happened. And I wonder what's going on with them. Well, Fancy and Mona Lisa, they are going back to Chen, but only since we had them here for a weeks at the learning center, I think that they have been in a stage where they were about to be sent off to the slaughter. But Chen, luckily, is loving horses enough that she said like hey please reach out to the Monty Roberts Learning Center since we worked with her before and ask us if we could help um, to get those two horses uh, back in track so they don't have to go to slaughter so that's what um, we have done we had those horses there for a few weeks I think on the social media you can follow Fancy Story and Mona Lisa is turning into a riding horse so she's doing great too Oh, and cool. yes, so they both have had the chance to uh, survive, you know, just because the owner and the Monty Roberts Learning Center worked together and uh, gave them a chance so they can prove that they are nice horses. They have just been maybe uh, misunderstood and mm-hmm. not handled well before. But yeah, now they are on a good, good path. Yeah, it was amazing. They were going to be recipient mares. And for people who don't know what that means, it means that they... They are implanted with an egg, and so they, you know, a fertilized egg, and they're going to carry babies to term. And so they need healthy, they're young thoroughbreds, beautiful thoroughbreds, mares. And Well, uh, fancy, maybe not so fancy, but yeah, Mona yeah. Lisa is a very nice mare. That's why she's called fancy. But, she, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I just can't believe that people um, find some of these horses hopeless because they, they can't handle them. It's really about education, isn't it? It is, of course, about education. I mean, everybody who is handling horses on a daily basis should have the knowledge. And sometimes I also feel that it's about time, you know, so people always think they don't have time to train the horses. But basically, if you handle them every day, you train them every day. You know, it's just about that awareness of what we do with the horses and that they learn every single time we have them in our hands. So you can actually make a huge difference if you know all the details about how you train your horses Mm -hmm. on the ground. 
It's a good point. Good point. But always doing it with fairness and no pain. Otherwise, I think you can work a lot, but not get it anywhere with it too, right? No, no, of course. Yeah. That, that's the, the key factor to really yeah. understand uh, the animal you work with and try to uh, get it right for them so they can learn what we expect them to do. Great, great. Well, thanks for taking a little bit of time today. And I know it's going to really ramp up there and get crazy on us here in a few minutes before people really storm your booth. So we thank you for taking the time today. And we hope that people will come out and support you at Western States Expo. Yeah, no, definitely. Maybe I just say quickly, I don't know when we are online, but we are on a peer tour in the booth 251. So if everybody comes by, I hope they say hi. I will let them know. We're letting them all know on social media and sending photos. So keep sending those photos. The booth looks fantastic. And uh, maybe even do a Facebook Live for us or something like that where we can get experience a little bit with you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Thank Thanks. you very Say much. Hi to Joanne. Okay, talk to you later, Denise. Thank you. Bye. Cavallo horse and rider, Carol and Greg Giles, too, have been longtime supporters of the Horsemanship Radio, and we thought, you know what better way to show how their support goes than through the people who buy their boots? So we have this from Brenna Eldridge on a Facebook post. I could not be happier with my decision to transition my horse to barefoot and choosing Cavallo for his hoof protection. I always thought my horse just had bad feet and that he would always be lame barefoot until I realized that I was enabling that dependency. By allowing his feet to adapt back to the way that they were naturally intended, his feet have become strong and he now seems perfectly comfortable barefoot. With the added weight of a rider on rough terrain, I invested in my first pair of Cavallo boots. I went with the Trek boots, and they fit him perfectly. I was able to do anything that I could do in metal shoes, and I have no longer stress over him losing a metal shoe and damaging his hoof when removed. The Cavallo boots have provided him greater shock absorbencies when riding on hard ground, and so far, whether it be on trails or in the arena, he seems extremely comfortable in his boots. I do a variety of riding, including trails, gaming, and drill, and I'm excited to get into the gaming season to put truly those boots to test. I believe that in horsemanship, you have to pick methods that make the most sense to you. And for me, that is the naturality of barefoot and the protection of the Cavallo boots. Brenna. Simon Marie Dianville is the first and to date only the Monty Roberts certified instructor in Africa. He is only one of 14 lead-up instructors worldwide as well, and a groundbreaking Monty Roberts program that has been scientifically proven to reduce violence in at-risk youth. He lives in Johannesburg, South Africa with his wife, Yvette, and they run their own local nonprofit called Horses for Hope. Welcome, Simon Maria Duyenville. I'm so, did I pronounce that okay, Simon? Yes, it's good enough. Yeah, it's close enough, right? You're from South Africa. That's correct. I am so glad to have you on. We haven't had you on since becoming a Monty Roberts certified instructor, and that's always one of my bucket list items is to get all the instructors on as they come off their certification and start to get integrated in the horse world. So we call you today. I know you're out there working on the property of Flag Farms 
and as part of the Monty Roberts International Learning Center work you do. But tell us before we kick into this, when did you get your certification? How long ago? I was certified last year, so 2018, and I am most recently certified instructor at Flags Up Farms. There you are, yeah. About the same time as Jamie Jennings. A lot of our listeners know Jamie Jennings from the Horse Radio Network. And so you guys are kind of almost like classmates a little bit, and it was fun to see you out there. Yeah, out there at uh, the movement recently working together, and you did a fine job of representing our programs out there too. So I want to thank you for that. You've been involved in the lead-up, certainly, which is our at-risk youth, You've done some of our Horse Sense and Healings. Have you been working some of those? Yes, I have. I was mm-hmm. privileged enough to, to attend a Horse Sense and Healing last year uh, when I was busy doing my internship. Mm-hmm. And it was really touching, um, really powerful stuff. I enjoyed it thoroughly. That was actually one of the reasons that prompted me to, to work with, with kids, vulnerable youth, as well as get established in, in, in working in drug and alcohol recovery. Yes, and I do want to do, I'd like to do a whole episode on Equus, EQ, and then hyphen US. Tell us, just give us a little thumbnail of that program that you're developing. Okay. Obviously, like I've just said, working at the Horse Sense and Healing uh, Workshop, I was inspired by the way that um, equine-assisted programs such as Horse Sense and Healing really move people that are in a, in a difficult place, and it, it just allowed them to, to open up and to free their minds and to, to move forward. And myself, coming from a bit of a troubled background, I, I was involved in, in some funny things in my teenage years. Being an adopted child is another one um, that I kind of felt that I've grown up with a, a void in my heart, always looking for for reasons why, you know, I was I was given up at birth. So that combined with, with a bit of uh, drug and alcohol abuse in my younger years led me to kind of, um, how can I say this? It, it, it led me to, to want to put a program together that kind of combined both troubles that um, I'd faced in the past. And so we got together with Chris Robbins, um, who who, uh, put the Horse Sense and Healing program together. And uh, I was very fortunate enough to meet her and get friendly with her. And we we hit it off from the start. And I asked her if there were any possibilities that she would um, author and possibly co-author a program for me down in South Africa for equine-assisted drug and alcohol recovery. And, um, yes, yeah, she she was uh, quite happy to do it, mm-hmm. and we got working on it straight away. And it, was, it took us about four or five months, um, backwards and forwards, as she's in Canada. So mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of time delays, but we managed to get it right. And, yeah, then she joined us over in South Africa, and we launched the program. So, Amazing. a little bit about yeah. the programs. We, yeah. we, teamed, we teamed up with uh, SANCA, which is South Africa's national um, authority on drug and alcohol recovery, and they oversee all the rehabilitation centers in South Africa. So, we asked them to provide us a couple of their, their centers in our uh, immediate uh, surroundings, of which, they di- of which they did, and we started working with their patients. And we've had some incredible responses. We've had a lot of praise from, from Sankar itself 
and such a lot of positive feedback from the patients themselves. So, yes, it's basically what we are doing is, as it's equine-assisted, we're just allowing them to work with the horses on the ground and just kind of giving them extra tools to to help them deal with their recovery. So we're not out there saying that, oh, listen, we're going to put you on our program and we're going to fix them. No, that's that's mm-hmm. not what it's all about. They're currently in programs. We just we're just allowing them to 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 gather a few more tools for their recovery. And those come from horses. Of course, they come mm-hmm. from horses. Those horses are the healers. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I love about the program is that you take it right back to the roots. And I think people can hear in your cadence and in your voice that you're calming and. Uh, I, I never see you hair on fire, ever, and especially when working with the horses. And I wonder what you're doing on the farm right now. So tell us a little bit about why you're back and, and who, what horses you're working with and why. Okay. Um, well, one of the main reasons I came back to the farm was to give assistance with the movement, which was not only fascinating, but uh, it allowed me to, to network with some some really interesting people in the in the in, in the equine industry, so that was a, a real blessing. And so I've I stayed on a little bit longer after the movement, as there was a, um, a course held by Chris uh, Chris Robbins, which mm-hmm. was a three-day um, equine-assisted motivational interviewing, and that was an introductory course. And after that, we've been working with two horses that have come in, that is Coffee and Cream, that are both two-year-old untouched horses. So we've been going through the gentling process with these with these two and just trying to get them up to speed over the next couple of weeks um, in order to get them in order to get them adopted or sold off. So how do you do that? How do you get them up to speed? That sounds like you're putting them through some regimen or something. What are you doing with them? <laughs> okay, so what what we do firstly is we take them you know, you know these horses are untouched so it, it it's literally impossible to approach them and put a halter on them or touch them that they, they just run yeah. in the opposite direction so mm-hmm. um mr roberts monty roberts has uh, designed a, a very effective gentling pen which was uh, partly inspired uh, by temple grandin's work mm-hmm. and it it allows both the the, um, the horses as well as the handlers um, to work in a, a very nice, tranquil, calm, safe environment. So the horses are are not stressed out at all, and the handlers are always kept safe. Mm-hmm. So he he has um, designed this gentling pen whereby we use shoots, and we bring the horses in from their pens that run down a passage which opens up into the gentling pen. And we we get them into the pens and allow them to feel safe in the pens by applying pressure when they are outside of the pens. And as soon as they get into the chutes, we release the pressure and they then slow down and you start to see all of the signs licking and chewing and the adrenaline is going down and they just believe that they are safe and they, they will not come into any danger there. Once we get them into the chutes, we then close the gates and we can then start approaching the horses and of course we use we use little tactics like going to their withers and giving them a nice scratch on 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 the withers and you know just getting in there slowly and making sure they understand that we are 
we are there to help them along through the process as opposed to, you know, just forcing stuff on them. So we work at the horse's pace, at the mm-hmm. pace they allow us to work at, mm-hmm. instead of working at our pace. Right. So, And you're working with so, students right now, too? You've got some interns that are that you're imparting knowledge to as well? That's correct. I have two students here at the moment, one from France and one from India. And it's really exciting working with these guys as... It wasn't too long ago that I was in their place. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, 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 it's it's really it's really nice being able to impart a bit of my knowledge on these two. Um, yeah, I heard the expression. Far I've come. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. Continue. You were there, so I heard the expression "breathe them into the shoot." Can you tell me a little bit about that? Of course. Well, so, you know, horses synchronize, they synchronize their, uh, their heart rates and their adrenaline with ours. So once the, once the horses get into the gentling arena or the gentling pen, we kind of breathe quite, at quite a rapid rate and, you know, use ours on ours, shoulders square, you're breathing at a rapid rate and allowing the horses to travel in a, in a circular motion. When they get into the chutes, which is where we're going to be working with them, we turn and we release that pressure and breathe down. By breathing down, we are, we're lowering our adrenaline and our energy levels, our heart rate. And as soon as they feel our heart rate go down, they're in the chutes and suddenly their adrenaline, their heart rate, and they, they just lower theirs immediately as they synchronize. So it, it, it's quite special to see how you can actually move a horse just through breathing. Yeah. And then uh, Denise, I think, Heinlein, who's also teaching with you this month, had a had a funny saying. She says that she believes that as the horses get used to your touch in the shoot, that we become like human scratching machines and they start doing our bidding, saying, you know, scratch me here, scratch me there. <laughs> Is that right? Quite right. Fortunately enough, the, the the two horses that we're working with at the moment, Coffee and Cream, um, you know, they're shedding their winter coats, so it, it's making mm-hmm. our life a lot easier. We yeah. give them a nice scratch, and they just you know, they're begging for more. So yeah. we're allowed to, <laughs> it enables us to get in a lot quicker and work at a faster pace with with, um, with this nice distraction. I know that there's no set time, but kind of give us an idea of that arc of time. Is this a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of years? What does it take? Okay. Well, like I said earlier, it's you know we need to work at the horse's pace and not ours. So, mm-hmm. Cream, the little little girl, is doing is working a lot faster. We are able to. Today was actually the first day that we took her out of the gentling pen and took her to the round pen. Of course, we had a lead horse to just make sure that she wasn't alone. Nice. And um, you know she's developed a, a lot faster than what Coffee has. Uh, Coffee's a bigger boy. He's a little bit nervous of what's going on at the moment, and uh, we've got to work at a slower pace with him. But uh, we do believe that we're going to have him ready within the next couple of weeks for for the starting process. So, it, like like I said, it all depends on on the horse. But it mm-hmm. could take. I mean, Mr. Roberts himself can put a horse in the, in, in the gentling pen and have it leading pretty darn well uh, within. 20, 30 minutes if he puts his mind mm-hmm. to it. I mean, he is the master, so um, <laughs> yeah. we try, but I don't think we could get, get that timing quite right. 
Well, yeah, and he does that for demonstration purposes that it can be done. But I think he would agree with you that, you know, if you're learning and you're imparting knowledge too, that slowing everything down still ends up being a lot faster than what traditional methods are. I know that the BLM for their wild horse adoption schedule say that, you know, it's it's great if people can get a halter on in the first year. Precisely. It's, it's not easy. And, and, and more so if you don't have the correct facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really fortunate to have the, the gentling pen. And I think a lot of people kind of don't find it back in the farm. So if we get some visitors out there, we should encourage them to take that. We do breadcrumbs or something all the way to find that gentling pen back there. Cause it is a quiet place and, and very peaceful to work in, but that means it has to be tucked away from the tractors and the noise and the tourists and everything else. doesn't mean visitors aren't welcome though. So you know, go out there and see Simon work and, and Denise and the other instructors that are coming through. So what's the, what will happen to coffee and cream? Will they eventually be adopted? Will they go back up on the mountain? What are they, what are their plans? Well, I'm not too sure, but I'm sure they will. Well, I'm not too sure, but I'm sure. Find homes maybe. Um, Yeah. Yes. We, we, we will be looking for homes for them. So I think they're here for another two weeks and we're going Mm -hmm. to see how far we can get with them. But they will be um, here for the students to – we're having an advanced, core, uh, an advanced uh, exam uh, in, in two and a half, three weeks' time. So they will be used um, for the, for the um, advanced students, and they will be starters. So we'll have first saddles on them um, by the end of, the, by the oh. end of that week. Yeah. So that's going to be really exciting. So that's what we're preparing for now is we're doing the desensitizing. We're getting them moving off pressure. We're getting them leading nicely. We're getting them to pick up their feet. So we really are taking them to the point where it is they're ready for, for, their, for their first saddle. Always very fun to watch here at <laughs> It's not that much drama, though. I mean, I think people, when they think wild horses, they think bucking broncos or whatever happens in the wild, wild west. But but it's not as traumatic, at least. No. I, I don't know what the percentage of buckers are. I know it's pretty low. But even those that buck don't seem to have their heart in it. It doesn't last very long. And that's just with the saddle on. That's just the first source single or first saddle that goes up. That's right. Well, it's a, you know you have to be there in that round pen when they're getting that that first saddle mm-hmm. or first single on, and you need to help them through it. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the horse, you know, you've got to mirror the horse. The horse is mirroring you. You've got to keep your adrenaline down. You've got to control your breathing, and by doing so, the horse shouldn't buck and carry continue with with that behavior if you help them along. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just uh, just their first instinct, which is is natural. Uh, you know, we like to see that they get to express whatever it is and then come back to you. And when you've done the join up, they always come back to you, don't they? They do. And uh, we had an amazing morning here with the students today. Um, Cream actually had her first join up after the after we led her from the gentling pen to the round pen, the school round pen. And I did the first join up with her today. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Incredibly well. We had a good conversation. She she was very forthcoming with, with all four gestures. And at the moment of join up, you know, you're lucky sometimes with the with, with wild horse if it just turns and looks at you. However, Cream actually turned, looked at me, gave me two steps and said, mm, okay, I'll come. And mm. it was within seconds that I had her head on my shoulder. Mm. Um, it was really, really special. That is special. So people should come out and see see what's going on there. How do people get a hold of you there at the school? Do you have the 
contact information? Yes, well, the best thing to do is to go onto the uh, the website, and mm-hmm. uh, that is montyroberts.com. Okay. And they can find all of Great. the courses, up-and-coming courses, all the events that we have. And uh, if, if, if anybody would like to come and experience the amazing process of gentling wild horses, that is actually with Mr. Roberts uh, each summer and mm-hmm. can be taken by taken by anyone from novice to advanced horseman, even those without any prior horse experience. And that is this year from uh, August 5th to the 16th. And you can find out more about that at montyrobertshop.com. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. And also, we can follow Coffee and Cream on Instagram and some of the Facebook things too. So, yeah, some pretty photos coming out. Are you taking some of those photos? I saw some pretty ones. I'm taking the photos. When I I get the opportunity, I do. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited to watch that. Everybody, people can follow Coffee and Cream's progress on Monty underscore Roberts on Instagram and at Monty Roberts on Facebook. Very good. Very good. Thanks, Simon. I appreciate you coming on. And this won't be the first. We're going to come back and hear more about your Equus program and some of the, well, we'll be doing a lead up this week, this coming week, and uh, then a horse and healing after that. So we'll have to tell the folks about that too. Yes, we've got a, a fun-filled week ahead of us. It's we do. We do. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And I'm glad you're coming all the way from South Africa to be with us because you're special folks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. It's my honor. Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word. It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty. Leave this world a better place than mine. The magic in the language of the herd. Dear Monty, I recently enrolled in a course for training horses. One of the modules requires me to use hobbles to teach a horse to stand still on cue. I wanted to find out what you think of hobbles. Most websites I've been to state that hobbles are not cruel and that horses can still move fairly well with them on. Still, it somehow does not seem right to me. It is in a horse's instinct to flee, but with the hobbles, he won't be able to do so. Also, by using hobbles, we are forcing the horse to stand still and not really giving him a choice. Monty's answer. It seems likely that hobbles have been around about as long as we've had domesticated horses. Some scientists would estimate that it is about 8,000 years. Hobbling a horse is a pretty good way to keep them catchable when you are out on the wide open plains. Many horses have been trained to use hobbles and it has been accomplished without great injury or trauma. Many of Nevada's ranch hands use this method of controlling horses even today when hobbles are practically never used in the more urban world of horses and horse people. It is my opinion that if hobbles are to be used in the routine chosen, the training necessary for their acceptance should be done only by the most experienced trainer possible. Many horses have been severely injured or killed with the use of hobbles. From the mid-1950s onward, I have trained tens of thousands of horses without attaching a pair of hobbles to any one of them. Hobbles are considered forbidden equipment throughout most of the horse world and are legally banned in many parts of the globe today. Each individual must ask the question whether they feel hobbles are a necessary part of their routine. Will you be riding into the mountains and free grazing your horse during the night? If so, hobbles are not a bad idea. I certainly feel that they are safer than a long rope fixed to the ground. 
This method is probably more fraught with danger than hobbles, provided the horse has properly been trained to the hobbles. If your horse is going to be pastured with barbed-wired fences or in an area where there are hazardous materials stored, it is likely that schooling to the hobbles will prevent him from fighting restriction if he becomes entangled, which is likely to cause more injury than if your horse learns how to stand and await help. Horses that have been schooled to hobbles tend to accept restriction in a much more relaxed manner than those who have not had that training. It is clearly a judgment call of the horse person involved. I advise getting assistance from professionals, ask them to outline all of the intended activities for the horses being trained, and then decide for yourself whether or not hobbles would seem to be necessary. Much of my career has been in the world of thoroughbred racehorses, and I suppose it is safe to say that no high-level thoroughbred racehorse has seen a pair of hobbles for the past 70 to 80 years at least. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says, Get Free Horse Tips. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it too on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider, it doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online too on our forum, and there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. In July, July 22 through 26, there's a Monty special training done in Portuguese. Dad will speak English. But then July 29 through August 2 is Monty's special training in English. So we have two of those back to back because we have so many people and it takes too long to translate in between those. So August 5 through 16, then we have a Gentling Wild Horses course in California at Flag is Up Farms. And then September 28th, Monty hops over the pond to the Scottish National Equestrian Center in Oat Ridge. That's September 28th. Then in October, he'll be in the UK. That's October 12 at Hadlow College in Hadlow. October 18, he'll be at Hartbury College. And October 20, he'll be at Myers Co. College in Billsboro. And if you didn't put commit all of that to memory, and I'd be surprised if you did, you can find all that and more on the website, montyroberts.com, or you can give the folks at Flag is Up Farms a call. Their phone number is 805-688-6288, and they can help you out. And for details about today's show, you can go to horsemanshipradio.com where you'll find links, photos, and more information about today's guests and topics. We love your feedback. If you have a topic or person you think would be a great addition to the Horsemanship Radio Show, tell us about it. Go to Facebook, look up Monty Roberts, click on the one that has the little blue check mark. That's the official Monty Roberts page. And you can like and follow. And you can also email Debbie via that Facebook page. That's right. You'll get me. You'll get Debbie. Absolutely. And Monty is also on Twitter. His handle handle is Monty underscore Roberts, by the way. And where else is Monty? Oh, Instagram. My favorite these days. It's so beautiful. (laughs) 
That's, for, you yeah, visu- for you visual folk. I'm yeah. a visual learner. So Instagram.com forward slash Monty underscore Roberts. That's his Instagram account. And it's, um, oh, and you know what? Send me photos at Debbie at MontyRoberts.com because it's so fun. I'm starting to get people sending us photos with dually halters or oh, training neat. their horse. Yeah. So there's a little commonality. I'll put it on Instagram. They're cute. And anyway, and don't forget about the app. To get the app, go to the Horse Radio Network on iTunes and Android. And then many thanks to our sponsors too. That's uh, Omega Fields, our title sponsor, and Cavallo Horse and Rider, our show sponsor, and MontyRobertsUniversity.com are everything for being. Be sure to visit all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network, too, at www.horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours.